Hello and welcome back to the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. This is a podcast at SAN, Scattered Abroad Network. Go and check out all the various podcasts that we have at scatteredabroad.org, where you can search for our master feed in the uh, podcast listening app of your choice. Just search Scattered Abroad Network Master Feed, and you'll get all the episodes that we put out from all the various different uh, shows uh, each week. We've got some new podcasts this season. We've got the uh, Days Gone By podcast that is premiering on Fridays. We've also got the Father Time podcast that premieres on the first day of every month. And the Centered on Christ podcast that comes out uh, during the summer, coming very soon. So make sure that you check out all those various podcasts. We wanted to remind you about that. I've got Caleb Rutherford with me on the podcast this week, and there's a lot to be excited about at Scattered Abroad. And uh, Caleb is one of our co-directors, and appreciate him so much, and and he and Michael and all of their efforts in getting this off the ground. And uh, there's really a lot to be excited about, Caleb. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going on with the network. In fact, you and I were kind of talking about this um, in in the truck on the way over here uh, to record just all the stuff that we have going on, the growth that we've experienced, um, just so many good things going on at the network with uh, with all the podcasts that we've added in. We've got a, a team right now of over twenty people that are, that are working uh, to make this make this a success. Um, and it can be a lot at times, uh, but people, uh, everybody in the network has their part and has has their has their play uh, in the network, and so we're thankful for that. Um, it's just it's just a great great thing to be a part of. Obviously, glory to God. Um, you know, we do this to to praise and, and to glorify Him and to point others to Him. Um, and he's the one who's giving us the, the blessings in this. Um, so we're grateful for that. Uh, but let me just say this about Chase. Chase is, um, is a great friend, a great brother, um, and he is a great host uh, on this podcast network. Our, our network would not tick the way that it does if it was not for Chase. Um, you have Chase wears a lot of hats <laughs> in the network, so to speak, um, and not and he does a lot for the network um, as well as being uh, you know a father, a husband, and a local uh, pulpit preacher. So Chase has got a lot going on, but he really helps run this network. So just want to shout out to Chase uh, for all the work that he does. For uh, I think I think maybe that you were perhaps a little bit um, I don't know maybe a little bit hesitant to join the network right off the bat, um, but. You know, since you've done, since you've joined it, you've always taken on a whole lot more now too. So I think it's it's worked out, um, maybe more for our benefit than for yours. <laughs> but no, I, I appreciate it. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure to work with with you guys. And uh, you know, I'm you know, you mentioned twenty plus individuals working behind the scenes. There's yeah. a lot of people behind the scenes now that you know they're not in front of the mics, but they're yeah. still doing a lot of work. And we've got some interns. We've got you know editors and different things like that. Right. Uh, we don't you know we don't. Um, give enough shout outs to them because they really do yeah. a lot of good work as well. So, sure. so I appreciate those thoughts and uh, it's, it's good to be here. You want to tell us a little bit more about yourself, Caleb? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am the, uh, one of the ministers, one of the co-ministers at the Roanoke church of Christ in Roanoke, Texas, which is just North of Fort Worth. Uh, we are West of Dallas. Um, so super grateful to be here working alongside, uh, Joey Davis. Um, Joey is my father-in-law, so unique relationship to be able to work with him. Uh, and it's, it's been working out really, really well. Um, and it's, it's been, it's been a joy to be here, uh, to be close to, close to my wife's family, uh, especially with, with Hadley, our daughter. Um, so it's just, just been a really good, really good experience here. Um, I, uh, I think most people probably on the podcast know 
all the other details about me. Uh, but uh, just just glad to be here. I, I picked up golf, play a lot of golf uh, when I can. Not very nice. good at it, but me either. I, I enjoy it. So I'm it's better good to have hobbies. I guess I'm better at mini golf. Mini not golf. Not I was pretty good at golf on the Wii. Yeah, yeah, that counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, Caleb is also a big St. Louis Cardinals fan, like myself. Ooh, so we, Redbirds, oh yeah, we've got that in common. And uh, you're just a big kind of sports fan in general. Yep. And, uh, you know, we did an episode way back. I think this was pre-scattered abroad, if I'm not mistaken. It was called Everyday. Was it that long? I think so. It's called uh, Everyday Christians and Sports. And I'll try to remember to to bring a link back in the description. But you actually made my top 10 favorite moments on the podcast. I, I am flattered. Yep. So so I think you were number four. You weren't quite oh, good enough to be top three. I'm not as flattered as I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, no, it was a lot of great moments uh, with, you know, I did our 100th episode several, yeah. several weeks ago now, but uh, had our top 10 favorite moments that's and pretty cool. you were on there. So that's, that's uh, Everyday that Christians. That was a good episode though. Oh yeah. I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Everyday Christians in sports. Check that out. I'll try to remember to put the link in the show notes and then uh, also, another season when we were talking about landmines, you know, looking out for landmines yeah. to that our faith. That one was on the network, too. Yes, that I one was. Sure. Yes. Sure. Uh, you did a couple episodes there as well on yeah. envy and selfishness. So, uh, Caleb, certainly a, a familiar voice to you, I'm sure, between, you know, those episodes and also the Transform podcast. Yeah, and a, you've been on joint, my podcast a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the joint podcast yep. as well, et cetera. Yep. So, so uh, Caleb does a lot of good work. and. You know, I'm just glad that we're within an hour drive of each other yeah, now. It's That's cool. awesome. Pretty cool. It's always good to be close, especially with you and I being classmates. Yeah. And then also in preaching together at Antioch right. um, for, for a year. So oh, yeah. Was, uh, just just a, a lot of fun times. That was way back in the in the old days. <laughs> way back. Yeah. yeah. We'd wake up at. Shout out to Mr. Phil if he's listening. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. We would wake <laughs> up at 6 in the morning to go drive. Oh, man. Um, Those were the days. drove. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, those were the days. Uh, love yeah. the people there. Yeah, uh, that was great. That was good getting the experience to, yeah, to really preach was. to them. So, really well, we are talking about doctrine on the podcast this whole season, and we're going to talk about worship today with okay. uh, Caleb. Yeah. So we want to uh, kind of begin by defining the word worship if we can. So, sure. Caleb, what you got? Well, when I think about the word worship, I guess for me as someone who was brought up in the Church of Christ, someone who has always been around religion and Christianity, obviously my mind goes to thinking about like a worship service and um, the, the idea of God uh, um, in that whole process. But um, I guess when you think about it from a definition standpoint, it's more or less this idea of expressing um, gratitude or praise, um, glory towards something. And generally, when in the context of worship, we're talking about um, that, 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 that what we're talking about being directed or aimed towards deity, right? Um, and so essentially, you're taking something and you're placing it on a pedestal and you're viewing it as such. Um, and then that is what affects, you know, you and exactly what you do. Um, and then when you, and this is, this, this, we'll get into this more as we go through, I'm sure. But when you think about it from that perspective, if you have something that's a deity, uh, talking about God, then obviously there's, there has to be a way that pleases him in what we're doing and in how we worship. Um, so then you, then you go circle around the idea, okay, well, how do we worship, you know, in the right way? And we're going to talk a lot, a lot about more of that, uh, I'm sure. Um, uh, but that, that's just kind of what I think about, um, just expressing praise and glory, um, towards 
a being. Obviously, for us as Christians, it's God, and that, that's what worship. That's what worship is. So. Yeah, and I find it interesting that really there's this desire to worship in all of us mm-hmm. as human beings, and I, I certainly believe that God placed that sure. inside us. We we are to worship Him. Uh, you, you go to Romans chapter one, and unfortunately, a lot of people end up worshiping right. the create the uh, creation right. rather than the Creator, and so that's a you know a major problem. You can even get into you know like the pantheistic religions where mm. people are worshiping you know the rocks and the trees right, and everything right. around them, but you know worship is you know to you to use the Greek term if you look that up and you know when you find worship in our English Bibles in the New Testament, the Greek word is pros, uh, proskuneo, and it it literally means to kiss the hand of or to bow down and prostrate oneself. Uh, in in homage or to do reverence or uh, adore or worship. And uh, it even in the Greek carries the idea of like a a loyal dog licking the hand of its master, you know, kind of like, you know, man's best friend, uh, you know, and I love dogs. I'm a big dog person. And uh, there's just something about that bond that, you know, a man has with his best friend, his dog. Uh, But, you know, that's nothing compared to the bond that we should have with our Creator. And we need to worship Him in order to express that bond and in that relationship that we should have with our Father in Heaven. And He desires that we worship Him. Really, He demands it uh, as well. And uh, we could go back and study in the Psalms for a long time and see, you know, proper hearts of, you know, devotion and praise in, uh, you know, the Psalms of David and mm-hmm. others. And we've got to make sure that we have the same kind of heart when we worship God uh, as well. So we, we've kind of, we've more or less alluded to this already, but my second question was going to be, you know, having defined worship, who, uh, you know, who is the one that we worship? Yeah, so I, I, this is kind of just how my mind works. When you think about worshiping something, you're worshiping it because it is greater than you, right? I think naturally that's kind of that's kind of the, the general thought process. So it has to be something. It can't be fellow man because we're equal. So one's not greater than the other. Um, and it, it has to be something greater than we are. So it can't be something that fellow man has created because you, you're not creating something better than you. So it has to be something that was already there, something that was already in existence. Um, and so logically... Um, you're worshiping something that is greater than us as as the individual. And you look at, um, I've got several passages down here. We're going to try to read some of these. Um, Isaiah 25 and verse 1, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Um, your counsels of uh, of old are faithfulness uh, and true. You can look at um, Psalm 150. And you look at uh, really the entire psalm. Um, and I'll take just a moment to read this. Praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him. And his mighty firmament, praise him for his mighty acts, right? Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Um, praise the Lord. You can look at um, Psalm 103, 
um, there beginning in verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, David says, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. And he continues on talking about a lot of the things there. Um, a couple of passages in First Chronicles, we're not going to read those just for the sake of time, but First Chronicles 16, verse 34, and then also chapter 29 and verse 11. Um, you can go back to the book of Psalms. Again, go Psalm uh, chapter 71, looking at verse 8. Uh, let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Uh, Psalms, I think about Psalm 68, uh, beginning in verse 4. Uh, sing to God, sing praises to his name, extol him, extol him who rides on the clouds uh, by his name and rejoice before him. Um, and then I also think about Psalm 95, also um, beginning in verse 1, really reading all the way through verse 7. Uh, oh, come, let us sing. Uh, to the Lord, let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. And that uh, for the Lord is a great God and the great king above all gods. His hands are in the deep places of the earth. The heights are the heights of the hills are his also. And that's a song that we sometimes sing too. Um, and then you get down to verse 7. Uh, for he is our God. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand today, if you will hear his voice. So I think, and there's so many more passages, right, that we talk about. Um, but more or less just talk about the idea of God, our creator, right? The one who created us, um, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and also verse 26, um, God, our sustainer, um, Psalm 55 and verse 22, um, and then God, our savior, right? Um, the idea that it was from his plan before, it, what? I had literally the same thing Did you in really? my notes. Creator, sustainer, no savior. Way. I'm serious. <laughs> That's too good, man. I know. Look, like, look at look at this. We're we haven't compared notes, so we're doing that right now. Look at that. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's probably that probably doesn't happen too often. Well, Chase and I had the exact same three points, and we didn't look at each other's notes. So hey, great brains think alike, right? There Great you go. Alike. Well, it, it all comes from the scriptures. That's right. And that's, uh, exactly right. that's that's the point. You yep. know, he is our creator. He, not only did he create us, but he sustains us as well. You know, he's not a de- he's not a deistic god. The right. deists believe that he created it and then just wound it up and let yep. go. Yep. No, he he sustains us and more importantly that than that, he sense. saves us. That doesn't yep. make any sense, right? right? To create it and just allow it to be. It would literally I, I, it's utter chaos. Yeah, what, you know, what kind no of God pur- would that right. be? There's no right. purpose in it. There's no care or love for his creation. If I mean, a parent doesn't do that to the child, yep. right? You don't you don't birth a child and just say, oh, here you go. You know, fend for yourself. doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but in, in thinking about the, the that third thing, really, God being our Savior, uh, we're, I think we're going to get into this more and maybe a little bit as we go. Uh, but talking about the idea that, um, you know, it was his plan before time, Right, Titus chapter one, uh, one uh, verse two. It was his plan to establish the church. Ephesians chapter three. Um, then God being our savior in the sense of He came in the form of His Son, right, coming to this earth. Uh, John one one through three, and also verse fourteen, uh, proving His deity yet also becoming a man. Um, and then Jesus living the sinless life. Hebrews four verse fifteen, um, and then Philippians two five through eight. His Son being that sacrifice for us. Um, there's just so many things to talk about in terms of, you know, we are worshiping the being that deserves our glory and our praise. Um, and yep. that is God, God, the creator, sustainer, and savior. Yep, so. totally. I'll, the word I was going to use is worthy. He's, sure. he's worthy Absolutely. of our worship. Like, like you said, he, we, um, he deserves to be worshiped. Yep. Um, I also think about, you know, Jesus's response in Matthew chapter four, verse uh, 10, where, uh, he was tempted, you know, three times he was tempted. The devil tried to get Christ to sin. And of right. course, Christ passed the test, you know, never once, you know, he was tempted in all points like we are, but yet without sin. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, when Jesus responded in Matthew 4, verse 10, he said, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he was he was uh, quoting from Deuteronomy 6, verse 13. So, you know, it's not an either-or. It's not a, well, worship this, 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 and this. No, it's worship God. Right. He, he is the one who is worthy of our worship, again, because of his being our creator and our sustainer. Uh, in our Savior. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. All right, let's talk about John 4, verse 24. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So there are two very important components there. Let's talk about in spirit first. Yeah, so the idea of our, our attitudes, right? And we just before this, um, Chase, you and I were recording a podcast um, for, for my podcast, um, an episode for mine, and we kind of wrapped it up by saying a lot of it has to do with your mindset, right? Being the right kind of Christian is involving your mind, your attitude. Well, the same is with worship too. Um, Making sure that, you know, when you come to worship, you do so with the right attitude. You're excited. You're happy. You're joyful. Um, Why? Why are you excited to be there? Well, because you get to, you get to honor and glory and have reverence and, and showcase that, that attitude towards the one who, going back to what we just talked about, creates you, created you, sustains you and saves you. Um, right. So when you have that and you put all that into perspective, it completely changes your mindset as it comes to you and the way that you worship. Um, and it, it, it ought to reflect in everything that we do and every act of worship. It ought to um, it, it ought to change. You know, we talk about um, the idea of, of spirit in like our singing. Right. Um, and a lot of sometimes you go to congregations and, and they're singing songs. Um, you know, the, the song, We're Marching to Zion, right? And sometimes it sounds like... Plotting. Yeah, we're well, sometimes plotting sounds like, we're, we're crawling to Zion, right? <laughs> like, you know, come we that love the... You know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. And there's just, I don't know, it's, there's just so much involved in worship when it comes to your attitude and making sure you do it the right thing. I'm not saying that, you know, if you're you're singing, you know, you don't have to sing on key. You don't have to sing in tune. You know, God doesn't care about that. But you do need to sing with the right attitude. Well, it's all about the heart that you put into right. the singing and the rest right. of the acts of worship. You know, we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Right. So, you know, attitude, uh, the attention that we give to worship, sure. the uh, reverence that should be there. Right. Um, if you if you haven't studied reverence in a while, go study the book of Malachi. Mm. It's it's big in that, that book. Uh, the why, you know. Yeah, the absolutely. why. It's not just about checking a box and saying, okay, I've got 100%. that done for today. 100%. No, it's much more than that. So it's the why. And then in truth would be the what, you know, mm-hmm. the details and things like that. So you want to talk about worshiping in truth? Yeah, um, just, you know, making sure that you're doing things that are in accordance with the scriptures. You're not adding to, you're not taking out. Um, you have book, chapter, and verse 4, and we're going to talk about that a little bit when we get later on in this episode. Um, but having the authority, right, behind what it is that you're doing um, and it's important, and I'm sure that you, this is kind of the point that you're making here, it's important to make sure that you have both of these, right? You have to worship in spirit and in truth. And too many times, Chase, we, we, we find congregations of the Lord's church who do one or the other yep. and not both. Um, they will have the right kind of spirit, the right kind of attitude, they're gung-ho about worship, but they're not doing it, doing things <laughs> that are scriptural, right? Authorized, right. Yeah. Um, and you look at all these these mega churches who have all of these concerts and, you know, all of these rock bands or whatever. You know, is their spirit right? I mean, 
probably in some cases no, but I would say in some cases yes, right? They they're excited about worshiping. You know, got tears in their eyes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and again, some of that is you know a lot. Some of that's for show, and I'm emotionalism and stuff. Sure, yeah. but I do think that some of it boils down to I think some of them have, probably do have the right attitude, you know, but they're not doing things where they have scriptural authority for it. But then right. you can flip that coin and look at what we kind of just mentioned a moment ago. You have congregations who do things in truth; they do things the exact way that they're supposed to do it, but they don't have the right attitude about it. They're, they they don't have any enthusiasm. Yeah. They don't have any. I mean, you, we've all been in congregations like that, right? Where you go and you're like, it's just like it, it's not. It's not happy to be more happy to be here, you know. Right. And you can sing, pray, you know, and do all your acts of worship, but not have the right attitude about it. So. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. It takes both, and uh, I guess maybe it's just human nature. There's a tendency to go too far one direction or too far sure. the other direction, sure. and and Jesus emphasized spirit and in truth. Uh, one thing regarding truth, you know, we've already alluded to this, but uh, you know, we read from the Psalms earlier. And it talked about, you know, the the, uh, the symbol and the harp and, and all those different things. One thing that we distinguish there, though, is we don't find those things in the New Testament. So right. we're New Testament Christians, and uh, every time, and we'll get to this, but every time we read of uh, this particular act of worship in the New Testament, it's always singing, you know, singing with with uh, the Spirit and and. Uh, you know, singing and teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, etc. We always read about singing uh, in the New Testament. We don't read about it. Um, we don't read about you know playing an instrument in the New Testament. Right. So well, and that goes into the truth part of the authority that we've sure. been talking about. And if, well, and if you take that too, you've got to be willing to take everything else, right? You can't just take some and leave some. Um, so you've got to think about you know observing your feasts and observing uh, you know animal sacrifices, incense. You know, and yeah, exactly. You've got to take everything with it. Maybe that's the smokes, the smoke, fog machine. The fog machine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's, that's what, what they're that. trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, yeah. The animal sacrifices. You know, right. everybody that wants to p- appeal to the Old Testament for yep. their authority, uh, that I've never seen one. You know. Um, performing animal sacrifices. Right. Well, and then you got to think too. I mean, and we and this is on my line because we were just studying it in Sunday Bible school. Um, but you know, you think about the old law. Um, you know, how many of them are stoning their kids when they're disrespectful? Right. You know what I'm saying, yeah. like, it, at, at some point, yeah, like, okay, I'm going to draw the line there. Well, why can't I draw the line somewhere else? You know, if right. you're going to go back and do that. So, so our listeners, that uh, maybe if you need further background on that sort of thing and and why we do the things that we do. Uh, the authority that we have for New Testament worship, you know, go study uh, the book of Hebrews would be yep. a good one. And, uh, you know, some other other passages in the Bible that deal with the fact that we're no longer under the old covenant. Second uh, Corinthians chapter three, uh, the book of Galatians, Romans, etc. So uh, go and, and just kind of study up on that and uh, uh, send in a question. Yeah. Uh, email us, and we'll be glad to answer any questions you might and have. Mark with Chase, say so you want him to answer that. No, no, Caleb. Uh, or, no, <laughs> let's just Michael, yeah. <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> let's throw Michael say. under the bus. <laughs> okay, that's going to be our stopping point for this week's episode. Tune in next week, and we will wrap up this discussion on worship with Caleb Rutherford.